Several years of warnings about getting into strangers' cars had prepared Mia well, however. I'm okay, thanks, she said. I'm happy walking. I don't live far. Don't be silly, he offered again. I'll take you there. This rain isn't going to stop. He leant over and opened the door. Mia hadn't moved to continue walking, and she knew she'd have to make a decision soon, instead of just standing there peering into him through the open window. The rain seemed to be getting heavier, and she could feel it soaking into her boots. He looked trustworthy, didn't he? There was definitely something immediately trustworthy about him, she thought. A decent smile, lovely eyes, a few days stubble. He'd been dining with a woman, so perhaps he was on a date too. Come on, he said in a purely jokey way, and it was enough to convince Mia what she needed to do. She opened the door wider and climbed into the car. Immediately, she felt better. Here, the friendly Samaritan said, holding out a white handkerchief. This should dry you off a bit. Thank you. Mia mopped her brow and smiled. The rain was barreling down around the car, and she was pleased she'd managed to escape it. It would have been another thirty minutes walking at the speed she was going in, and the rain would have all but destroyed her clothes. I'm Rafe, the driver said and held out his hand. Mia, she said and shook it. I saw you in the restaurant, he said. Who was the horrible man you were talking to? Mia laughed. A terrible human being, she said. He refused to pay the bill after you left, you know, Rafe said. Made a huge fuss in the restaurant. Maybe it was wrong for me to leave him to pay, Mia said, suddenly feeling a little bad. I expect he really doesn't have much more money than I do. I thought when you pulled up you were him. Well, I wouldn't worry about him too much, Rafe said diplomatically. I offered to pay just to get rid of him. You paid for our meal? Mia said, turning a little in the seat to face him. I paid for his meal, Rafe said. I don't remember you eating very much at all. I lost my appetite. What do I owe you? Mia said, reaching for her purse again. Rafe put his hand on her wrist and stopped her. Please, he said. Don't do that. You can thank me in another way if you like. Mia was about to become very cynical indeed, until Rafe continued. I have a function to go to tonight, and I was meant to take the young lady I was dining with. It's a very important ball, full of the cream of this city's society, and now I have no one to go with. If you want to thank me, I would be more than happy if you would accompany me. They usually go on for an hour or two, with drinks and entertainment, and I'll give you a lift back home afterwards if you need one. Mia was taken aback. Could her evening get any more strange, she wondered. Again, she'd been brought up well, to refuse any offer that seemed even the slightest bit suspicious. Thank you, but I think I should just go home, she said. Are you sure? I think you would enjoy it. Especially after the evening you've had. Where is the girl that you were supposed to go with? She didn't feel well, unfortunately. I had a taxi driver take her home. My dress is wet, Mia said, searching for another excuse, and not really feeling sure why she needed one. She'd already got into the stranger's car. Why not go with him to a society ball? Surely he couldn't be lying. Could he? 
Her confidence in men was at an all-time low. Boref seemed absolutely charming. He looked like the person that would go to a society ball, especially if his car was any indication of his wealth and stature. I'm sure we can get it dried in time, Rafe said. You look absolutely radiant. He reached across her and popped open the glove compartment. From there, he brought out the invites. Gold raised lettering on strong white card gave details of a secret ball to celebrate the engagement of Penelope Fitzgerald and Mark Goldstein. Come for an hour, he said. If you hate it, I'll drop you home. Mia thought for a moment. She looked at the invites, at the rain hammering down against the windscreen, the massive disk of a full moon in the sky, and at the toothy smile of her companion. Okay, she said. Let's go to the ball.